you're being bombarded, I'm being bombarded with way too many lies these days. And to hear truth, even if it comes from your own mouth only, that is essential these days. You got to figure out how to be the one to tell truth to yourself, even when no one else is saying it. I want to tell you a little story too. Uh, I was talking with someone just a couple of hours ago, and she was saying, there are times when I feel the primary thought in my mind is, I hate myself. And she said, I just can't stop thinking. I'm so angry at myself. I'm so, I, I hate myself. I can't stand my life. I, and it's because of me. And this is what I said. I go, you know what? When I was a teacher, I taught kids from about 11 years old up to 18 years old, really. And when I taught that group of 11 years old, 11 year olds, that one was, that was tricky. It was really the 12 years old, the 12 year olds in sixth grade that were the trickiest ones. Fifth graders still have a real sweetness to them. Sixth graders are pretty sassy. A lot of them were wonderful, but they would also try my patience. They would just push the envelope because they're in sixth grade. It's what you're supposed to do. But there was this one little boy that was loud. He was big and loud and like his movements were big. He was always like, first one to say something in the when I walked in the room. And it was like, I wanted to say, sit down. It's not your turn. It's not your turn. I would try to give my attention to the other kids in the room, but Aaron would pop up. He wanted to be heard. I would try to pay attention to Elizabeth. I would try to pay attention to Bailey. I would try to pay attention to Noah. I would try to pay attention to Jonathan, but Aaron wanted attention and he needed attention. And I said to my um, friend an hour or so ago when she said, I just keep hearing the thought, the biggest thought in my mind is I hate myself. And I said, here's the thing. When I had this little boy, Aaron, in my class, at, for a long time, he was the loudest one in the room. And right now, that thought is the loudest one in the room in your brain. And I had to train Aaron how to wait his turn, when to speak, when to listen. I had to train Aaron by giving equal attention to Jonathan, Bailey, Elizabeth, and so on. And when you start giving equal attention to the other thoughts in your mind that may be the quiet kids, you have other thoughts in your mind that may be the quiet kids, but they deserve time to be heard. They deserve time to answer questions, interact with you, practice, because that's what I wanted to give those other students in my class time. And I had to say, Aaron, wait your turn. And when he finally, at the end of the year, learned that he's actually better off when he waits his turn to speak, then everyone was happier. I was happier. And I said to my friend, you've got a very loud thought. It's the rowdy guy. Well, every class has a rowdy guy. You're thinking that there's this possibility that somebody out there has this great brain that is like problem free, that nobody ever has to sign the book in that brain. I'm telling you what a teacher knows. There's no such thing as a perfect class roster. Every teacher gets a rowdy person. I'm, it's not just a rowdy guy. You get the rowdy girl as well. 
that's on your list on your list and you expect it there's no teacher that doesn't expect it we know there are even some years where we have more rowdy kids than quiet kids but the thing is the rowdy kids are what make the class really really special and i wouldn't wish them away you just got to train them of when to show the beauty of their personality not not at the inopportune time when I'm talking or when we're trying to get something done, but at the right times. So friends, as we enter into this lesson about declaring truth of your life, realize you're going to have a lot of thoughts in your brain that are the rowdy kids. And I just ask you to be patient with them because those could end up being some of those powerful thoughts you have. You just need to train them to wait their turn. And give some attention to the quiet kids, the quiet thoughts in your classroom that want the practice. They want practice being considered and having room in the classroom. Boom. That's a powerful thought right there if you can grab a hold of it. Okay. So here's your warm-up question. Do you have a daily practice of declaring truth over your life? Will you tell me? Oh, Devin. <laughs> Devin commenting there was a kid in my class. Yes, my, my beloved Devin, you were the rowdy guy at one point, but aren't I glad I gave you room to grow because now you're one of the most amazing men I know with a beautiful family. See, that's, that's evidence, guys. If you're patient with the rowdy guy, he's going to turn into something wonderful and still be in your life later to bless you. The gospel changes everything. Jesus died and rose again. That means nothing is dead. Since then, nothing dies. That he can't raise to life. Not a relationship, not a situation, not finances, not your health. Nothing stays in the grave. There's a chance for resurrection in every area. Even when you can't see it, in some way, God can do that. So at the end of this training, you will be able to use a simple tool to download toxic thoughts and upload healthy ones. That's like telling the rowdy kids, sit down, please. It's not your turn. <laughs> and giving some room to the quiet kids just so that they have a chance to talk. You were created in the image of God. I can't say this enough. We forget it. How dare we say we don't like ourselves when we were created in the image of God. Really, there's something to wrestle with there. Truly, there's something to wrestle with if you say you don't like yourself when you were created in the image of God. You've got to work that out with the Lord and ask him, will you help me to see myself the way you see me? Proverbs 18, 21 says, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Two sides. The same tongue can do two things. It can build up or it can tear down. Now, to do this practice, you just need a sheet of paper and two pens. You're going to use your journal as a mirror for your mind. My friend that I told you I was talking to um, an hour or so ago, she was saying she doesn't even like to pass the mirror. I know that some of us feel that way. I felt that way in the past about myself, not wanting to pass the mirror because I didn't like what I saw. And the thing is, nothing changes when you don't look at it. Mm let that sink in. It can't change if you won't look at it. And that's about so much more than your appearance. It's about your mind. 
If you don't look at the contents of your mind, if you don't see who all's on the class roster, how will you be able to teach your thoughts how to behave? Because God has given you authority. So you are the teacher that he placed in authority over your mind. That's why he can say, take your thoughts captive. A lot of times, if I'm going to go with the school analogy, taking your thoughts captive is kind of like saying, okay, you guys need to stay in at recess. (laughs) <laughs> because you took all my class time up with your silliness and laughing and talking. So I'm going to take some of your recess so you can do the work that I ask you to do. That's taking your thoughts captive. It's saying, hey, you're, you're, you're acting out of turn here. So I'm going to restrict you and say, this is the way we behave in my mind. If your mind is not doing what you want it to do, you got to tell it what to do. God gave you authority. So when you look in the mirror of your mind, what do you see? Because what you think becomes what you feel. If you think, I don't like that person, guess what? You're going to start feeling irritated when you're around them. If you think, I don't appreciate what they say. I don't think they they know what they're talking about. They're stupid. I heard somebody say um, a week ago, she was like, I just work with a bunch of idiots. I'm like thinking to myself, I bet you don't like your job. If you, it doesn't feel good to go to your job. If your thought is, I work with a bunch of idiots. We all do this kind of thing. What we think because what we feel. And what we feel is what we live out in our life. <laughs> Whether or not we have a great life is dependent on what we're feeling, which is dependent on what we're thinking. So change your mind. Let's look at this. One of my favorite passages in the Bible. Moses gave some scouts instructions as he sent them out to explore the land. Go north through the Negev into the hill country. See what the land is like and find out whether the people living there are strong or weak, few or many. See if the kind of land they live in is good or bad. Do their towns have walls? Are they unprotected? Like open camp, is the soil fertile or poor? Are there many trees? Do your best to bring back samples of the crops you see. Good or bad. Remember, I said the tongue has the power of life and death. That's good or bad. So any any situation you see, anyone, you can think, is that good or is that bad? I'll give you a prime example in my life in just a second. So after exploring the land for 40 days, the scouts returned to Moses, Aaron, and the whole community of Israel at Kadesh in the wilderness of Paran. And they reported to the whole community what they had seen and showed them the fruit that they had taken from the land. This was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore, and it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. That's the good part. Here's the kind of fruit it produces. That's a good part. But... The people living there are powerful. That was the bad part. And their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there. That is the bad part, the negative perception. But Caleb, one of the scouts, tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. And he said, let's go at once to take the land. He said, we can certainly conquer it. But the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. No, we can't go up against them. We're stronger, they're stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. And all the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. 
next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought too. Watch this. Remember how I just said what you think is how you feel? What you think becomes how you feel. Look at this. It says that they were thinking they were huge and that they will devour anyone who goes to live there and that they're giants. All those thoughts about these people they were encountering caused them to feel less than. They said, next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. Have you felt like a grasshopper next to a giant in your life? I don't know what the giant is, but it's your thinking about that situation that makes you feel less than. The situation is probably not that big, but you're making it a big deal. And so it becomes a giant and you feel less than. Here's the thing. The rest of that sentence is so telling. It says, that's how we felt and that's what they thought too. You got to hear this. How do you know what the other person is thinking? As we go to Thanksgiving in a couple of weeks, as we go to Christmas, you're going to be around a lot of people that you're going to pretend you know what they're thinking. That's what I usually do. I pretend I know what they're thinking. And I make a, a deal into a big deal, meaning a giant, and I consider myself a grasshopper, somebody less than. We don't have to do that. We don't have to do that. The truth is, you don't know what anyone else is thinking, and neither do I. You and I might not even know what we are thinking. If we're used to passing by mirrors without even looking in the mirror closely, if we try to shun mirrors and we don't like what we see, and if we're avoiding looking at our minds to see what's inside, if we don't journal or or go for a walk and think if we spend no time alone considering our thoughts and deciding which ones are worthy of having a little more airtime and which ones need to stay in at recess until they can figure out how to behave in class, <laughs> then really, until that happens, then really you don't know what you're thinking. And if you don't know what you're thinking, you sure don't know what anyone else is thinking. Listen, there will always be giants and there will always be fruit. And you get to choose where you put your focus. We're coming into these family gatherings at the end of this year that always come around the holidays. And look, on that table set before us is going to be a feast. And sitting around it are people who represent problems. They represent conflict. They represent connection. They represent blessings. They represent God's gift of community to you. And you didn't get to pick what was on your roster any more than a teacher gets to pick what's on the roster in her classroom, or you get to pick what is the, the thoughts that fly into your head. We have no control over who is in our family or over the thoughts in our head. But in the same way that I'm telling you, you get to choose the thoughts in your head. You also get to choose what you think about the people that God gave you. He gave you a whole bunch of people to interact with. 
Maybe they share your last name. Maybe they've married in and they now share your last name. You can love them unconditionally and stop asking them to meet your conditions in order to deserve your love. None of us still deserve love anyway. We just follow God who is love. And knowing him enables us to look at somebody who was formerly a big, big problem. We saw them as a giant. Instead, we say, where's the fruit here? Where's the fruit? It's why Paul could say, consider it an opportunity for joy when you face trials of many kind. Are you willing to go into your family gatherings in the next two months? Considering it an opportunity for joy when you face trials of many kinds, you get to choose. Am I going to focus on the giants or focus on the fruit? There's never been a promised land that didn't have both. There has never been a promised land that didn't have both. Just because you see opposition does not mean you're in the wrong place. You may be walking straight into God's best for you and still feel a little bit like there are more battles yet to fight. The Israelites fought 31 battles after they entered Canaan. Why would we fight any less? So here's how you do it. Quick thought download. This is so, I'm going to go over this so fast. There's six quick steps. You can even rewind this uh, recording and look at it if you want to practice it later. Number one, set a timer for 15 minutes and grab two different color pens. Number two, in one color, will you write every negative sentence in your mind, skipping two lines between each one? Those are the rowdy kits. The negative sentences are the rowdy kids that haven't been taught how you behave in school yet. This is how we behave in this classroom. That's what you got to say. Excuse me. This is how we behave in this mind. You don't get to jump up and down and stand on your desk. Sit down, please. It's not your turn. And number three, you ask the Holy Spirit to demolish any lies you have been believing. Next, you do a thought upload. This is where you give airtime to the to the quiet kids because there are so many um, thoughts in your head that don't have time to shine. You got to give them opportunities to practice. You become better at what you practice. So give your quiet thoughts, which is, I actually kind of think I'm good at this, or I wonder if God really does love me. Or, I wonder if God is asking me to take this leap of faith. Whatever it is, give those thoughts some airtime. Give them time to be practiced. So number four, in a different color ink than the one you wrote down your rowdy thoughts, write the opposite sentence underneath the first one. It's a way of training both thoughts to get in alignment with each other, to get in alignment with God. And then you say, I choose to believe. And you read the truthful sentences aloud. That second sentence, you say, I choose to believe this because you have an option to believe the giants or believe the fruit. And you have to decide, I choose to believe this. Now, the thing is, at first, you're not going to feel like you believe it. It's not going to feel exactly right. I don't care. You do it and you do it and you do it and you do it until you have practice enough times that it becomes natural. For some people, this will take one week. For others, it will take one year. 
Do you want to quit just because it takes a long time? For you, if you have ingrained some negative thinking, then it's going to take a long time to root up, maybe. You have to be patient because on the other side of it, it's worth it, no matter how long it took. So here's one of my favorite verses of all time, Romans 14, 24. This is, could you imagine God saying this about you? Why don't you fill in your own name in the place of Caleb? Because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly. I will give him the land he scouted and his descendants will inherit it. Place your name in there. Because my servant has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will give them the land they scouted and their descendants will inherit it. What a promise. You get your you get the land and your children do too. That's what's prosperity. That's prosperity. When there's an inheritance that lasts for generations. And it comes from having a different spirit. So what's a different spirit? Well, Romans 12, 12 tells us what the different spirit is. The idea of a different spirit is not only in the Old Testament. Here we have it written by the Apostle Paul. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So many people say, I don't know what God's will for me is. I just don't know what God's will is. I wish I knew. Listen, this tells you how to know. You let God transform your mind. How do you transform your mind? You come in like the teacher who's been given the authority and you say, excuse me, everyone. It's time to start class. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. We are not getting out the markers right now. Put them down, please. We're focusing right here on the work. We're going to read this chapter together. Oh, no, no, no. We don't speak out like that. Please calm down. And you train your thoughts. You say, everyone, welcome. It's time to start the day. This is what we're doing today. We're focusing on fruit. Now, I realize some of you are used to focusing on giants and you're very vocal about focusing on giants, I realize a lot of times you you bring up the fact that you feel like grasshoppers and that you're less than, that you hate yourself and don't even like to look in the mirror, that you regret all the things in the past and that you make way too many mistakes. I know, I know you've been saying that, but that's not what we're doing today. The assignment is we're going to focus on fruit. And Jesus tells us we can do that. We have the option to focus on fruit because the tongue has the power of life and death. And you can decide whether you want to put your attention on fear or faith. And what you speak about most is what will grow. So I'm tired of, listen, I'm tired of people talking about struggle, 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 struggle. It's a struggle, struggle, baloney. It's a wrestle. And what it's a wrestle between is fear and faith. And the one that you give airtime to is the one that will win. So if you talk mostly about your fears, fear will win the wrestling match. If you talk mostly about your faith, faith will win the wrestling match. It's very simple. The tongue has a power of life and death. So if giants are the number one thing on your mind, then fear will win. If fruit is the number one thing on your mind, then faith will win. And that's when you'll be able to test and approve what God's perfect will for you is. 
So the pure in heart will see God. Jesus said this in the Beatitudes. The pure in heart. I used to think that meant like those who are perfect or righteous. Or No, no, no. Pure in heart. What that means is those who have cleared up the behavior of their thoughts. They no longer have cloudy vision. They only see with clear, clean glasses. My glasses, the, I don't know what the deal is with these particular pair, but these glasses get so dirty. I've never had glasses that got this greasy and dirty all the time. I, I, like twice a day, I got to spray Windex on it and really um, squeaky clean the lenses because it's, I can't even see. Here's the thing. We get that way with our thinking where you can't even see because right after I put on Windex, I'm like, whoa, the whole world's a lot brighter than I thought it was. <laughs> that ought to preach to somebody today. If you decide to clean your vision with a little faith, then you're like, whoa, the whole world's a lot brighter than I thought it was. I can see clearly in the pure, pure lens of faith. We'll see God everywhere. For those of you who are like, in 2020, where is God? Where is he? Because this year, not what we were thinking. I'm going to say this. Clean your lenses, friend. I know it's hard. It's not easy to keep them clean. Clean them up. Because as soon as you have pure vision, as soon as you have clear vision, you'll see God everywhere. Here's another, I really, I can't decide on a favorite verse of all time, because here's another one. Galatians 6, 7 through 9. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. But whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Oh, my dear, dear friends and brothers and sisters. What you sow, what you plant, if you plant into what you can see, then your harvest will be a lacking harvest. But if you plant into what you cannot see and you believe God for the future, your harvest will be rich here we go. Back to that verse again. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Either one, either fruit. The fruit of life or the fruit of death, whatever you have planted. If you've planted based on your circumstances, you eat the fruit of death. It's just you become very depressed and anxious and, and um, fearful. But if you've planted seeds into your spirit, you will be overjoyed. Okay. So next week is our final week in the series, Step 5, How to Make 5 Goals and Take Action. So let me tell you about something real quick. I really, I hope that you'll just hang out for just a second so I can clear up. We've made a bunch of changes to the Keep Going Workshop because I want to make it a delight to you. And I realized that I needed to make some changes in order to do that. Sometimes changes are a good thing. So let me give you a, a rundown real quick. It's important as you clear up your vision for 2021, it's important that you set aside one day for total truth. We've had a lot going on this year. If you don't clean your vision for 2021, how can you have a, a year where you see God everywhere? Set aside a day for total truth. 
We in my family we call it Glory Day. It stands for Get Life Ordered Right Yearly. My mom started it in 1993. She took me and my brother to a hotel and she had a set goals. Here's my goal sheet from 2013. Now it's grown between it's grown from just my mother, brother, and and me to his wife and his four kids. And I'm such a goal setter. I've covered up their goals here, but I'm such a goal setter. I write down rainbow goals. I write down everyone's goals so I can pray over theirs as well as mine. But some of you don't like setting goals. So I've been talking about the Keep Going Workshop, which is really just a souped up glory day. What I did with my family, what I'm still doing with my family, we've had a glory day every year, one day for total truth. We've had that for 27 years. And now I've tried to make it for anyone to come to, and I call it the Keep Going Workshop. But I've been talking about it like you're going to come and set goals there. Some of you will want to set goals. Others of you won't. So think of it, if you don't like setting goals, you can think of it like this. See that second plant back there? This is the plant in my apartment. You know, I'm learning about plants, so see how sad and wilted he is? I have a little glass of water there. I'm like, sometimes... All it takes is just a little glass of water. I poured it over that plant and look at it. That was two hours later. It looks like a totally different plant. Let's see that transformation again. Boom. Wilted. Sad. Look at this. Beautiful. So for some of you, the Keep Going Workshop will be like a cool glass of water to bless and refresh you. And if you're like, don't make me set goals. I don't want to set goals. You don't have to. Just come and receive a blessing. If you need to be refreshed, if you're feeling like this kind of plant right here, come to the Keep Going Workshop and you will be refreshed. I guarantee you that. I guarantee it. Or some of you might see the Keep Going Workshop like this coffee shop. La Familia Coffee was around six or so years ago. I used to always write my books there. I would stop by this coffee shop and look. No, I don't have any. I took this snapshot. I found it on my phone from six years ago when I was telling a friend to meet me at La Familia. This is what it looks like. Um, nobody was ever at La Familia, <laughs> ever. That's why I wrote me my book, Sarah's, because it was nice and quiet inside and there, they had no customers. And it, the decor was lacking. They had a so-so menu. It wasn't that great of a place. But because I was there every, every day, five hours a day writing books, I noticed when they hired a consultant. So this guy with an auburn hair and an auburn beard and these vintage glasses came in and they he consulted with them for about a month. And I heard the conversations where he said, this is what you can do to tweak it. You got a really great product, but the, you aren't even showing off your product well. You're not, you need to tweak some things. Change the name, change the font, change the decor, change some things on the menu, expand. And guess what? Now, Kindred Coffee is the hot spot in the neighborhood. He told them, go ahead and build out that um, terrace there. Is that what it's called? Terrace? Uh, where people can sit outside, hang lights. Look at that. You see the word coffee? It's still the exact same coffee as that right there. They just took down that sign, changed the font, put a new sign in front of it. But this, the word coffee is the only thing that's the same. The decor is different. The menu is different. They have so much business now that they expanded and they bought the 
or rented the space next to them. So it's double their business. Friends, for some of you, the Keep Going Workshop is like a renovation. So some of you, it's that plant. You just need a drink of water. You just need a refresh. But for some of you, it's like a total renovation. Like Kindred Coffee. You're operating like La Familia and you just need a little tweaking. So let me be your consultant and you can turn out where you feel like you're really operating the way God has designed you and you are comfortable in your design. That's a renovation. So set goals if you want to. Just come to be refreshed if you want to or enjoy the renovation if you want to. The day of the workshop is Friday, January 8th, 2021 from eight to five. Let me tell you why. I can't stand women's conferences or any kind of conference that starts at night, like from six to 10 or six to nine. I'm like, friends, I turn into a pumpkin at like when the sun goes down, I turn into a pumpkin. Don't start a conference at night for me, please. And also, I can't stand it when conferences are like two or three days. Then I'm exhausted and I have no time to recover and do my laundry <laughs> to get ready for the next week. So I said, if I could make my ideal workshop, if I could replicate Glory Day, but also make it just a perfect workshop, I'd do it all in one day. I'd do it on a Friday so you get your Saturday free. You could go home and be with your family, catch up on all the stuff you need to catch up on and refresh and rest. And then you have a great Sunday and a great Monday. You're ready to start your week. You don't end up tired. And if I had my way with a workshop, it would not be at night. It would be all, I'd pack it full in one day, eight to five, five, man, it's over. You can go home, enjoy a night out with your family, with your friends and Tell them what you learned in the conference. It's over. You don't have to go on and on and on to get your money's worth. I'm going to give you your money's worth eight to five. But see, a lot of conferences are like, I guess extended time makes them feel like they're giving you your money's worth. Time never gives you your money's worth. More time never gives you your money's worth. Less time gives you your money's worth. If you could do something in a concentrated way, more quickly, and more efficiently to allow more time for freedom and rest later, that's when it's the best. So here's one of the things we changed, okay? It's Friday, January 8th, but it's going to be recorded and you will have 90 days of access. So from, Janu from January 8th all the way to April 8th, you can watch the Keep Going Workshop. If you're like, I want to buy a ticket, but I can't come on January 8th. I can't watch it on January 8th. You have access all the way till April. That is the big change that we made. I listened when people reach out to me. If no one ever gives me feedback, how can I change things? But if you give me feedback and say, look, I need you to make it available more often, amen. I'm going to do it for you. So I'm giving you 90 days of access so you can sign up for it and watch it later. You can watch it and rewatch it a couple times in the first three months of 2021. Okay, so then the next question we had was people said, this seems kind of inflexible because I'm really concerned about COVID and I would like you to provide an option where I can just experience it at home. Gotcha. I'm here to please. So here's the way, three ways to participate. Number one. You can come in person. See right here, this is 50 people. 
we're going to have 50 people this year as well, except that was in January of 2020 before the bottom dropped out of everything in the world. So we're sitting pretty close together. This year, we have a huge ballroom rented. Then that ballroom seats 325 people, but we're only selling 50 tickets. So if you choose to come in person, you can come, you can sit alone, you can keep your distance, you can sit with others. It's all up to you. We have a very big room at this ballroom at a hotel, and you can come in person in Dallas, Dallas, Texas on January 8th. The price for that ticket is $250. You get all the gifts. You get total transformation. If you could buy transformation, how much would you pay for it? If you could buy refreshment, total refreshment and rejuvenation and rebooting and all of that, how much would you pay? Especially if I can accelerate it for you. So it's just one day, eight to five. This is an absolute steal because you guys are going to be so thankful that you came. Second option, if you just want to experience it online, we have the DIY experience. I call it DIY because all I'm going to send you is the link so you can watch it online in your home and emails with the PDFs of our workbook, suggested supply list, suggested activities. And the DIY part is you can do all or none of those things. If you want to print off the workbook, print off the workbook. If you don't want to print off the workbook, don't print it off. Some people might want to have it bound at staples or just some print it off on their own printer and staple it with their hand staple. Some people will want to go get a couple supplies and plan to do the activities. Other people were like, no, nah, I don't want to do any, any supplies. I just want the content in the workbook. It's DIY. You do it on your own. So that online ticket, and here's the thing. I'm not stingy about this online ticket. If you're like, I want to buy this one ticket for me, and I want to experience it with my whole family or my friends, I'm not putting a limit on this. I'm, I know that the content is golden. No, the content is diamonds. I'm not kidding you. It's taken me 27 years to perfect this content and it's diamonds. <laughs> so for a $100 access fee, you get diamonds. How's that sound? Good exchange. And you can share. I don't want you to pass around this link to the universe. Let's be reasonable here. But neither do I want to be stingy when I have diamonds to share. So what I'd like for you to do is say, hey, I'm going to gather a few friends if I want to gather a few friends. But if I want to watch it all by myself, you're welcome to do that too. Either way, you're going to get a lot of results because what we have put together for you is extremely valuable. It will give you tra transformation. It's like you'll turn from La Familia to Kindred. If you're just joining us on this live, you'll have to rewind and watch that. So then the third way to participate, and this is kind of really one of my favorite ways, <laughs> we have the kit experience. So we have these boxes created, these beautiful boxes, and we are packing in the boxes everything from the Keep Going Workshop in-person experience. Because I have some friends that want to participate, but they can't come to Dallas. 
but they're willing, they're interested to have a couple people in their homes, about four. So one box serves five participants. So if you invited four friends over, then you would this box would perfectly serve you. It has five workbooks. It has five sets of every gift. It has five of the activities. It has five of everything. It's a workshop in a box kit. We're supplying you with everything from the in-person event. So if you want to come to Dallas and be with us in person, that's one way. If you want to just receive the training on your own and just print off the PDFs, that's another way. But if you're like, I want to do a little bitty workshop in my home with four friends, then I'm like, hey, let me send you the box. All the stuff, all the stuff from the workshop as if you were here, but you can experience it on your own. And you can watch it live with us on January 8th, but you have three months of access. So you can put on your own little workshop with your friends any day in the first 90 days of 2021, any day you want, it's up to you. So what's in the box? I'm not telling. <laughs> we have spent so much time and effort picking some really memorable little gifts for you, but I'm not telling you what it is. So the cost of the box is basically a bundle of five tickets. So I told you that one online ticket is $100. So a box, since it's five, is a bundle of five tickets. And so you can split this up five ways if you want to tell your friends, hey, let's each pitch in one ticket price. Because the thing is, if you do, if you buy a bundle of tickets, then we're sending you as a bonus all of the stuff from the workshop. The, the real printed workbooks and all the gifts. That's your bonus for buying a bundle of five tickets. We send you all the stuff from the workshop as so you can experience it at home. Does that make sense? So really we call this a kit, but it's really just a bundle of five tickets. So who's speaking at the workshop? Well, David Mwanga, one of my favorite worship leaders from Gateway Church is leading worship. We have Jessica Hoddle is going to be talking to us about our health and how to really change our mindset about our body and fitness and wellness. Unbelievable teacher. Then we have um, Stephanie Holden, who is presenting on the topic of creating an inviting home environment. Y'all, someday you watch me, someday I think Stephanie Holden might have a TV show. She might. Because she's that good. She's like Joanna Gaines, except with more color and cuteness in her decorating. Joanna Gaines is kind of neutral. Um, Stephanie Holden does the cutest decorating with bright colors. She's going to love on us and tell us how to love on our people. She's just a celebrator. She puts on beautiful celebrations. And I love listening to her. Then I'm going to teach about finances. Y'all, I've learned some very hard lessons about finances. and I can't wait to share them with you. Then we have Colleen Blake Miller, just an incredible, when she talks, I feel so much peace and comfort. She'll be talking to us about our mental health and how to create relationships and community that really last. Do you feel lonely? Do you feel like you don't have any good friends? Colleen's going to talk to us about it. And there's no shame. Anywhere she is, she's like the antidote to shame. <laughs> when she talks, you just feel like, oh, I think there's hope. <laughs> it's so good. And then Shay Bynes, oh my goodness, you guys. 
Shay Bynes is teaching us about our skill and how to let the Holy Spirit drive in areas where we have talents, in our careers, in our homes, everywhere. She has learned a way of submitting and surrendering to him and trusting him for fruit and for the, the good return on every investment that she makes. These four speakers, plus me, plus worship, are going to light, light up your January. So they're all, I'm presenting in person. David is singing in person. The other four are not traveling. They'll be presenting virtually. I just wanted you to know that if you're coming in person. But still, if you're in person, the full experience is going to be magnificent because of some group and individual activities that will really bless you. So again, this is January 8th, 2021, but you have three months of access to watch it anytime you want in the first three months of 2021. And now you know the three ways to participate. And here's the thing I'm going to confess to you. I thought these tickets would sell like hotcakes. We have invested financially to support 550 tickets. That's what I have invested financially of my own funds. 550 tickets was what we were expecting to sell. And can I be honest with you about how many we sold? Eight. <laughs> I did not say 80. I'm not even in the double digits yet. Eight tickets. These tickets have been for sale for a month and we've sold eight. Last year, we almost sold out. So here's what I'm thinking. People are, are really hurting after 2020. This has brought us, some of us, to the lowest point in our lives. And there's a lot of people who do not have enough hope to buy a ticket to celebrate a new year. And so what I want to tell you is, I'm not canceling this. I believe in you enough to stay on the field fighting for your dream until the last, until the last day. I'm put here on earth to encourage Christians to keep going. And I'm going to do that until the day I die. So whose dreams am I fighting for? Really, I'm fighting for God's dreams lived through you. You were put here to carry out his dreams for humanity, to carry his name to others, his encouragement to others, his freedom to others. And I'm going to fight for that until I die. So I'm not canceling this workshop, even though we sold eight tickets, and yet we've invested and prepared for 550 people. I'm going to choose to see faith instead of fear. And I know that a lot of you might think, do people like Nika, like who have speaking and writing in their, in their wheelhouse, do, you, do they feel more confident than others? No, I feel just as scared as you do. And this is a project that feels scary. But the thing is, I don't listen to fear anymore. So fear's trying to be the rowdy guy in the classroom. He's trying to tell me to quit. He's trying to tell me nobody wants what I have to offer. He's trying to tell me to give up. He's trying to tell me that this is a futile project. And I'm saying, it's not your turn to speak. So sit down. It is time to listen to some other voices. The voices of faith, the voices of truth, the voices of hope. And friends, if 2020 has made the rowdy guys in your mind 
really, really loud, then I'm saying to you, I can show you how to tell them to be quiet and to give more room to the voices that really need to be heard. God has prepared you for 2021. And if you want to wash your hands of 2020, we can't know what the next circumstances will hold, but we know who is leading us. So let's dedicate a whole day to truth because God is saying, follow me. Jesus is standing in front of you going, come here, come here, come here. Follow me. And we're his disciples so we don't stay stuck. And we don't turn around and go backward, even though it's easy to look back and say, where did 2020 go wrong? We're not looking backward. If Jesus is saying, follow me, it's because he's ahead of us and we're going to go where he's going. We're moving forward. Please believe that he has something to say to you on January 8th. Even if you choose to watch the replay, it's going to be just as powerful. So will you please go to NikaMaples.com. Click on events. Buy your ticket. I believe you will be blessed. Create in me a clean heart, oh God. Wisdom in the secret heart.